Welcome everyone to another episode of the Auto What podcast. My name is Keegan Ahn. I'm sitting here with my esteemed colleagues, Robert Attrell, Amon Bashir, and our dear friend, Steve Ruth. Stephen Ruth. Hey. What's going uh, Steve, Steve, Steve's good. Steve, Steve Ruth. Steve Ruth. Steve final answer. Final answer. Um, no phoning a friend or anything. Did I have lifelines that I didn't no, use? None, none. Okay, so that is my final answer. Okay, okay. Good, good. Steve, Steve Ruth. <laughs> hey, thanks uh, for having me, guys. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you on really the podcast. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Uh, Steve is um, an educator slash hockey buff slash jujitsu pro. Slashes, more slashes. All kinds Slash. of slashes. We, we can go all day. Uh, yeah. The word I was looking for was Whoa. human being, Keegan. Human being. Human being. <laughs> you know, we that's forget fair. that. On the and I was going to place that it's at true. the beginning of the list. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's not just engineers and, and NGO workers. Well, time out. You They're can't people. say. Whoa, okay. I thought you were separating. Uh, you, got your, you got your engineers, you got your NGO workers, and you got your human beings. <laughs> 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 no, yes, um, we we tend to only do human beings, but it's a good point. No, we've never told them. No, dogs <laughs> d- dogs don't work well on podcasts. No, 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 no more of a no. visual thing. That's true. Uh, but true to form, <laughs> at the start of every podcast, we uh, choose to ignore the guest and uh, look at a beer. That's uh, well, it's better looking than my uh, mini. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob's going to tell us about let's uh, say beer. Yeah, this oh, week we Thank have. You. A beer, a special release from the Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery in Barrie. This week, it is the Shoulders of Giants Imperial IPA. This is a 10% brew. And, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. This bottle is humongous. It's a full 750 mils, and it's 10%. It's 10%. It's also a very heavy bottle. Steve smelled it before mm-hmm. he drank it. Yeah, which I noticed. I didn't. I only did that because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. I think it is what you're supposed to do. Not, not because, that I know that that's smell beer. Yeah, yeah because yeah, smell yeah. like adds to the taste. Okay, I, I didn't realize really? that. Like, I knew I like, that like a wine. I just didn't realize you did that with beer. I was at oh. Bose Oktoberfest once. And we went to like beer school. Yeah, and there was a beer expert there, and he was. We did this experiment where you drank beer from a bottle. Yep. And then we ate something to wash the flavor away, and then he poured it into like this glass that was curved in some strange way, and and so you can smell it better. Okay. And then we tasted the same one, and you could taste a, a difference. Uh, really? Well, so that's why don't drink. Try try plugging your nose and drinking this beer. It'll it'll taste different. I really? tell you that. Well, I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> I guess I guess now we have to. What do you, what do you think, Rob? I like it. It doesn't taste. It's not super that's... strong, but. I find uh, that hoppy kick right at the beginning is almost eliminated when you plug your nose like that. Mm. Like it wasn't as wasn't it as sharp at the, the beginning. Flavor. It does. You open it, take yeah. a deep breath, and you can taste it better. Okay. That's what I, that's what happened to me. Maybe we all suddenly do that without even realizing. It. Oh, okay. I do enjoy it. Now, Keegan, I have a feeling you don't enjoy this beer. Yeah, I don't like hops <laughs> because because it's very hoppy. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is unfortunate because like like one of the. The definition of beer is ale with hops, especially like craft beer as well. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of hops in craft beer, mm-hmm. but you're right. The definition of beer, yeah. but uh, no, it's it's tasty. I the the bottle said something about pineapple. Yeah, and I can kind of taste pineapple. 
Okay. All right. Getting the, getting the elements. I like pineapple. You guys have a barbecue pineapple? I do. I love it. It's really good, right? Oh, my goodness. I did it for I these guys. Yeah, you looked, did. It looked to me like a weirdo. It was almost the difference between, <laughs> because when I grew up, I had pineapple in a can, and that was the only reference point I had for what a pineapple would taste like. Right. And then oh. there was the time I had a real freshly cut pineapple. And it it, uh, it almost changed my life. And that, <laughs> that, that that difference was almost the difference between having fresh pineapple and then having fresh pineapple that has been grilled. And it was just yeah, it's crazy, delicious. Highly recommend. Okay. Wow. How how did you first come across a whole barbecuing or grilling pineapple? Because I had never heard of it until Keegan. Uh, cooking television shows. Yeah, I think I saw uh, yeah. like a quirky uh, yeah. website or something. They're like, why not definitely, grill a pineapple? Yeah, let's do it. That makes That's it. Definitely, it definitely was not anything I thought up of myself. Okay, did not have any original thought involved in. That. I wasn't sure if you were the singer. No, not me. It's, it's not my style. That's it's all not, right. It's not who I am. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, but Stephen, you're big mm-hmm. into hockey, which is a very true. Canadian, also very Ottawa. Oh, it's very big in Ottawa. Activity. I mean, yeah, the canal. big in Ottawa, Rinks. big in most major cities. Yeah. I mean, big. But then it's a bit big in the rural areas too. I mean, small towns like they almost gather around certain hockey teams in smaller towns. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah. it's almost uh, you know, big cities and small cities. And you play in adult leagues. Right yeah, now. play yeah. in. Uh, I've played in a couple. There's a there's a variety in the city. There's a, I almost say I want to say almost closer to ten. Uh, different like league options for adult males if you know they're continuing playing after you know minor hockey and things like that. Um, but yeah, I play in the Minto Hockey League, which uh, operates out of the Minto Arena, which is on Lancaster near Walkley Road in the mm-hmm. South End. Um, but I played in uh, the Travelers Hockey League, which uh, the traveling part is no joke. You like, you'll have games that range from Ottawa U downtown. And then the next week you can have a game uh, in Goldburn, you know, past Stittsville. Oh, wow. um, and uh, it wow. might it might also be at eleven o'clock uh, on a weeknight on a weeknight. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, that's that's definitely why. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of options. A lot of options. For hockey. Do you think the Travelers League does that purposely to make it seem like you're on the road? I don't know. Or is it just because it's really there's cheap ice time in Goldberg? Yeah, <laughs> I think I, yeah, I think it's more yeah. the ice situation of the city because I know Minto is one of the only privately run arenas left in the city. Okay. I think it's because it's a um, big figure skating arena as well. Okay. And so, yeah, they've. Uh, so this league that operates there, they, we played the same arena every week. That's the reason. That's the main reason why we chose it. It's the same rink every every week. It's right. uh, it's familiar. It's you know, but yeah, I think uh, the other option is just because it's just cheap. There's not a lot of arenas. I know they're building arenas all over the city. I know uh, the mayor keeps tweeting out things. There's uh, some new Senseplex going out in New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah. there's I one. There's one. That. Yeah, there's one out uh, Canada Way near the the Senseplex. I guess we're calling it Senseplex West now. Out near. Um, Canadian Tire Center, uh, which actually has a private school in there that we should talk about after. Oh, yeah, it's called right. the Peak Academy. I went for an information session. We'll get into that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, going yeah. Well, you were just talking about just sort of ice time and how it's, it's no longer very mm. private and uh, and that there's a lot of new rings being built. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who play in, in men's leagues. Yeah, yeah. And that's one complaint I've really heard is that you... You know, it's really hard to find the ice time, and it's, it's one thing for a league to find the ice time, from my understanding, just for the sake of playing their games. But then teams kind of want to practice or, or yeah, or play. oh, and, and sure. I don't know, have you ever gone through the experience of trying to book for your team, or did somebody else do that? Um, see, the for the uh, for these 
bigger leagues, we don't have to book the time. But I do have an uh, example of knowing someone that has to deal with actually dealing with the the arenas uh, management and, and dealing with scheduling and things like that. Because yeah. I, for these big um, bigger leagues where it's organized, I mean. Uh, they do that on their own for the for the games and the practice, or just well, we don't games? practice. Oh, you don't practice. Yeah, we just oh, these okay. are just strictly games. Yeah. Um, the seasons are roughly twenty games usually, and then there's playoffs and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But that's the thing. Uh, you know, you you pay a bit more than uh, like I mean, usually it's roughly like it's almost five hundred dollars to pl- a player to play a season, probably. Wow. Um, we yeah we play because it we you can carry a certain amount of players on your team. The, obviously, the more players you have on your team, the cheaper the cost would be, okay. but then the less ice time available. Sure. So we keep it two lines, which is three forwards, two defensemen, a line, so 10 guys. So we yeah. keep our team maybe 11 or 12, so we only risk you know having um, guys being unavailable a couple times. So we, 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 mm-hmm. we like to have a lot of... Less players, more ice time. Yeah. But then it makes the cost a little bit higher. Yeah, well, and that's a constant. Yeah, that's, that. yeah like, and... Uh, are you ever at the point where maybe not enough people show up? No, it hasn't been that bad. Um, the other thing about hockey being this big in our country is there's no shortage of people who know people to play hockey. Uh, <laughs> so there's phone calls can be made, texts can be sent, and you know you can have players available pretty quick. And uh, I guess that that's a good thing. And it's a good thing for people that... Uh, that's another thing uh, that just adult males that play hockey they get you know if they know their guys that play hockey they get invites out to free hockey basically mm-hmm. they're, oh, like, yeah. they're not paying for it. you know we're appreciative of someone coming to play for us Absolutely. so we're not, we're not gonna ask this guy for five ten you know yeah. we want him to play everybody so wins. uh yeah everybody wins and cool. so yeah it's up it's great yeah. and so how take us through your your hockey career yeah you know how did you start yeah the career of probably so so many, probably well, quite a. I imagine quite a few adult males are my age would probably have this similar upbringing. I was five years old, put into hockey, and uh, well, the rest is history. So I guess we'll just we'll get into these beers and uh, we'll, um, yeah. So no, I, I picked it up pretty quickly. I don't know if it was. Um, I never know if it's people who are naturally athletic, or you know, we talked about um, it's Rebecca Lloyd uh, in Ottawa. You we talked about. Um, Physically literate, like physically knowing literate. knowing your body and knowing your your limits limitations. I don't know if, if there's a correlation there, but ah. I picked it up really quickly. And so, being thrust into competitive hockey at a young age, I was almost operating on momentum at that point. It was almost it was just every year you, you register for hockey, and it's uh, man, it was a it was a blast. Probably uh, growing up as a kid, just playing hockey five days a week. Right, and I did wow. that all up until. All through high school, all up until I mean the age groups. I mean, you start at five and you're in Tyke. I think I don't know if they call it the same name now. It was called Tyke when I was growing up, but you go up through Tyke, Novice, Adam, Pee Wee, Bantam, Midget, and then uh, the minor hockey levels. That's where you finish out. You're about seventeen at that point. You know, just finishing high school, uh, and after that, you're. Uh, your options are a little bit limited unless right. you're, unless you're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people I played against, uh, you know, went on to do better things. Fun fact: played novice hockey when I was eight years old with Mark Mathot, current oh, member of the Ottawa wow. Senators. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Fun you fact: that. Yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> just by the way, right? That's neat because you're kind of on this. Like you're not a professional hockey player now, but, but you no, were yeah. you were on the track, right? You were exactly like, with these guys, exactly, and. Uh, uh-huh. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to put it on the track because um, there. Yeah, I grew up playing the type of hockey that you know professional hockey yeah. players. That's what they played when they were growing up. They played at they call it double A. I think now that there's more people in the city playing hockey, they call it triple A. 
because I think it was really a population thing. We would go to tournaments down in Toronto, and we would play teams that would say AAA on their jerseys. And, Double A. <laughs> Why are we playing these guys? Yeah. And uh, so I think now I feel like enrollment's up in hockey in Ottawa because they've added that uh, AAA league, which is like the elite of the elite kids growing okay. up. So that's, that's what you know, what professional means. professional players now. You know, that's what they would have played growing up. You know. Right. But uh, so I played that, and then you know, didn't really go. Didn't you know? No. I mean, I was gifted in that in that, my abilities, but didn't really. Uh, Nothing really came of it, and you know, no, no draft, no nothing. So, uh, started into like the career of men's hockey that we just talked about briefly. Um, right. Moved into that for for hockey, but uh, hockey's changed in the city. A lot of things have changed in the city. Yeah. Wait, you want to talk about? Wait, uh, yeah, I love to get that too. But yeah. I'm just curious when you were talking about minor hockey. Are we talking mm-hmm. about OHL? Oh no, sorry, minor hockey. I just meant uh, minor hockey, as in uh, like age division. Right? Uh, well, it's more, yeah, it's more just kids age group. Oh, like okay, I wasn't uh, sure. I was, I was yeah, saying, yeah. So I, that that let's consider major junior because major junior, um, okay. like I guess when you, like for instance when I was my last couple years of minor hockey uh, here in your your bantam and your midget years, those yeah. are the last three or four years. Sure. And at that point, you know, you're you're you know you for me, I'm trying to play for my double A team, it was Ottawa Sting at the time, which is I believe still the team, and. Um, but there's all these junior A teams, junior B teams. Like there's the junior senators, and uh, the, there's a bunch of other, bunch of other teams. But um, that's considered junior hockey. So there's minor hockey. Then that would be considered junior hockey, and you're eligible once you're around 16 to play that, maybe 15. Okay. But that's if you're really good. You're better. You're you're better than double A. <laughs> and uh, or and uh, yeah, and so. That and then above that is major junior, which is uh, this like the CHL, which incorporates like the OHL, the WHL, West Coast Hockey League, the QMJHL, the mm-hmm. Quebec uh, Major Junior Hockey League. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then th- those are all uh, major junior. And then after that, I think after that, everything's considered um, either professional or semi-pro because like you have obviously the, the NHL at the top. Obviously. Farm teams are in the AHL. Sometimes also in the East, there's the ECHL, the East Coast Hockey League. There's, there's the yeah the AHL, which has a lot of teams, mostly like in America, the United States. Uh, but then there's there's professional teams all over Europe as well. Yeah. I mean, Swedish elite Swedish elite leagues. I mean, yeah, Swiss elites. You know, Finnish. All most of those countries have their own. Or even you know, England has their own. Uh, Professional uh, hockey, which was kind of news to me. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't think professional hockey was that popular there. No, they, they're professional in quotation marks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely yeah, not not the best, the best. Like they probably wouldn't be able to compete with even the other like right. Swedish elite leagues, things sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, but still an option. Yeah. yeah. A paid gig. For a professional hockey player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. But um. Yeah. And you were talking about changing things in Ottawa. I know you yeah. grew up. You grew up in Ottawa, correct? Grew up here. Grew up in the South End, Hunt Club Park, are, uh, representing the, the the Dirty South. Are you from? Ottawa? <laughs> well, not originally. The Dirty South. <laughs> the dirty south. <laughs> not originally. Um, uh, good, you brought uh, originally Halifax, Nova Scotia is where I was born. It's where most of my family is. Still have a lot of family there. Yeah, yeah. It's a frequent uh, vacation spot for the Ruth family. Sure, yeah, we go back often. But yeah, originally Halifax moved here uh, when I was five okay. and twenty eight now. So, so do the math, somebody else. Uh, but how, how how long have I lived here? <laughs> at least twenty. <laughs> we're over twenty. We don't. We're not sure the exact number. It's impossible to tell. Uh, <laughs> and why did you guys move out here? Uh, we moved out here. My uh, work reasons for my for my father. He was uh, 
civil servant his whole life, worked for, um, uh, at the time, I believe it was, I believe it was Stats Statistics Canada that oh, brought cool. him over here, uh, yeah, to the nation's capital, Tunney's Pasture, the government wasteland. Ooh, yep. yep. Um, That's where my dad worked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> whose dad didn't work at Tunney's yeah, Pasture? Can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and so he's recently retired. But yeah, that's. Okay. Uh, yeah. that's, that's but sorry, I, I jumped in. I'm just curious where you were from. But you were you were beginning to talk about what changes you've seen since, I guess, since you were five and came to Ottawa in the Dirty South. In the Dirty South, Park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like to think I live in the in the, the nice the nice neck of the woods. It's a nice yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of different social economic classes in the neighborhood. Ah, it's, it's a good variety. It's a good variety. Sure. Um, <laughs> But uh, just changes changes in the city, but I also mentioned earlier, just changes in the way you almost perceive the city at a different ages in your life because there was um, there was times in my life where I almost view my the neighborhood the same. It's a really residential area of the city, um, very suburban, but since it's since it's been you know around since I believe the late 80s, I know the house I live in I believe was built in the late 80s before we moved to it. It was a few years old when we moved in and. Um, that seems similar. Um, the come and go of people, agents of populations, that like there was times when the neighborhood had more kids, it had less kids, but yeah. the neighborhood has felt fairly similar uh, most of the time I lived there, but, and even as I aged, I mean, as an adult, I, I view it the same. It's still a great area to raise a family. I mean, there are issues, I mean, even in the news, we can talk about it later, there was a couple of shootings in the neighborhood. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, which uh, is obviously a concern for anyone living in the neighborhood or even you know just in the city in general. Mm -hmm. But um, is that Herringate Mall? Uh, no, I'm not quite near there. I guess the, I mean the boundaries. If you want to define them for you know people listening, it's uh, I would say. But don't, don't give your actual address. Oh no no no! I meant like just the boundaries. <laughs> I mean just people. I think people would know. I mean it's it's, it's Hunt Club Road in the south yeah, uh, of yeah. the neighborhood, up to I would say Walkley in the north is where um, even 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 not all the way to Walkley. Sure. But uh, anyways, from, I would say, uh, in the east, uh, Hawthorne Road, mm -hmm. where they're building a new uh, on-ramp for the for the highway, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's where to, they're building to, that. To, to, to 417. Yeah. Four, 417 or yeah, one The one that goes to Munch... Oh, 416. 417. 417. That's right. Yes, 417. But right. near the split, right? That's what you're saying. Uh, so well, I think it's to... Well, it's on the other side. It's on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know it's mostly to alleviate... There's a big industrial area in that area, Hawthorne... Uh, Walkley area. It's a big industrial area. A lot of a lot of heavy machinery and trucks. I know they're trying to alleviate which exit they use all the time That's to right. you okay. know yeah. relieve traffic because it's, it's a real issue. Right. Oh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. So probably Hawthorne in the east and maybe probably all the way to Bank Street in the west. Okay. So it goes up to oh, Bank Street. So it's, it's almost span. going into South Keys area. Right. See, I don't like this. Like, when people say, "Yo, you live in South Keys," I say, "No, I don't. I don't really live in South Keys because you know South Keys is a half an hour walk from my house. Sure. It's a ten minute drive. I don't think I consider myself living no. in South Keys." Uh, when I look at Google Maps and I zoom out a little bit, it says Hunt Club Park over my neighborhood. Ah, so that's how you know it it's official. It. Yeah. Versus versus South Keys, what what do they call that? Just uh, South Keys. Uh, the, they call it South Central. South, South Central. Central? Okay, well, sure. They kind of do. Like in my in my neighborhood, there's near where I went to middle school, Roberta Bondar. Shout out Roberta Bondar. <laughs> hey, um, you seem re native. Wow. <laughs> 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 Learning so much. Wow. The more you know. That's it. 
Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> from the Sioux. Okay, and so, uh, yeah, the, there was a library, and they did renovations on it. It's next to the Greenboro Community Center. Yep. That's another, I guess, maybe another term people recognize the neighborhood. Greenboro, because yeah. there's the, the, the Greenboro O train station. That yeah. gave it some notoriety. People in Greenboro, put Greenboro yeah. on the map. Like, oh, I heard oh, that. that. End of the line. Near South Keys. Near South Keys. It's almost near that other place I heard of called South Keys, which I never plan on going. Exactly. Um, That's a good place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've almost lost myself at this point. Uh, well, well, no, yeah. I mean you, you were going back to to the changes you've seen in Ottawa outside of your neighborhood. Yes, you, you you went to define a bit the, the different neighborhoods, but yeah, you you've seen changes yeah. since you know you were young, and, and you perceived it differently too. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, one of the areas, and I guess it's an area an area of town that's really picking up, like the uh, Westboro, Hintonburg, yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. That area of town, Mechanicsville, yeah. Um, because yeah, when I when I was growing up, my dad had a mechanic, just a personal mechanic. Uh, he didn't really want to. He wasn't type of deal with dealerships and things like that. He wanted to. He wanted to know uh, a guy, know where he's going, know who's dealing with his car, all that thing. And I so, yeah. And so he had this uh, mechanic, and uh, his the mechanic's father lived in a, an, old, an older house in Mechanicsville. And so that was the first time I ever experienced that area of the city. Didn't you know? Couldn't uh, you could have you know blindfolded me, put me in a. Put me in a car for a day, drop me off there, and, I, and you could have said, "Hey, we're in Toronto." I would have thought, "Hey, this is Toronto," because I would have known it as an area yeah. of the city I live in. You know, just, just yeah. I'd never experienced it. Older that. housing, you know, I lived out in the, the suburbs. Sure. All the houses look the same. There's yeah. only seven different floor plans. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but uh, mechanics, I remember everything very old, very old, and like a little bit run down. Reminded me a little bit of the merit, like uh, Halifax, a lot of like. Uh, Vinyl siding and a lot of older houses, yeah, and so. Right. But now it's completely changed. Oh, I get that. Completely changed. Huh. I mean, there's not only are there people adding on to the houses that exist there. There's people, you know, wiping out entire units and then or buying up lots and then building entirely new units right. built in with all these older infrastructure. Sure. And it's completely just changes the dynamic of the the neighborhood and uh, and that mean. That's, I mean, I suppose you could probably say that with a lot of neighborhoods. I mean, even the building we're sitting in right now, this yeah. area of oh, the city. Yeah. This was a church. The, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're uh, in Center Town right now. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And they think Gladstone, this used to be a metropolitan church. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, that was almost a, a land, almost a landmark building for, uh, imagine, well, a lot was. of people. Yeah. Well, and, and they actually saved this, the, the facade. The okay. only way that, that the, the, this building or the company that built this, this condo was able to, to build it was if they incorporated the facade into the front, and that's why you see a certain brick, like sort, sort of some brick okay. on the front, sort of facing okay. facing Bank Street. Yeah, but uh, but you're you're right in terms of well. yeah, there's yeah. there's some there's some heritage value in certain areas. Like and that. It's like, okay, well, how do you right. make it modern while sort of yeah. respecting where it's from. Yeah, I can but, appreciate that. Yeah. I, mean, I like that. And it remains a landmark yeah. now because that's yeah. where we host the podcast. Yep. And it does. The beginning of Ottawa. Watch. And do you, do you <laughs> find uh, this strip of Bank Street, especially in the center town here, um, I want to say cleaned up a little bit? A lot. A, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Okay, and, and okay. And okay. since okay. I moved here, and yeah. I, I only moved here in 2006. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I've noticed yeah. it. So I can only imagine the changes. And that's why I can really yeah. respect what you're saying. And, and especially about Mechanicsville, Hintonburg. Uh, and, and all of that because now they're drawing parallels between sort of that end of, of West Central Ottawa or whatever you want to call yeah, it that's, yeah, and, West and, and, and the Glee they're, they're, they're drawing parallels yeah. yes whereas the Glee was that niche spot definitely. now that's sort of grown over there recently. Mm. yeah they both have uh, they have the benefit of having that um that classic small town Main Street feel. Yeah. You know, Bank yeah. Street is like yeah. a, you know, That's it. like a Main Street, but small town, like all the trendy shops, exactly. and all little places you can go, and 
things to do. And the community's built around it. And they're almost. built around it. They'll, they'll support <laughs> it. They, they like to yeah. they make their purchases there that's and support that local economy. Absolutely. And then that's, yeah, the similar thing in uh, that neighborhood with it's Wellington. I mean, you go down Wellington now sure. and it's uh, the same. Yeah, very similar, very similar vibe. Yeah. Independent yeah. shops. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not seeing the same sign work every, everywhere, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that's the thing, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Not that I don't mind seeing the golden arches every now and again. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's I, I no. You, appreci- you obviously appreciate yeah. the independent, independent things. And, and, yeah. I think Rob Rob found um, one of those like little small independent shops recently. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they decided to sponsor well, the podcast. Oh yeah. No way. Yeah yeah. You want to tell us about it, Rob? What? Well, it's not really it's not really a shop. No, it's, it's a service, it's a service I guess. Yeah, like, a, you don't walk into a store. Right? I don't think. I don't actually. Is it in Hinchinburg? Because they contacted me, but I don't know where it is. Actually, we didn't look it up. No, no. Well, why don't you you speak about we'll the them sponsor? Yeah. So, uh, do you miss when your mom, dad, aunt, or uncle tickled you as a kid? Remember the lovable giggles that escalated to full belly laughs? How about the screams of "Stop it! Stop it! It's not funny anymore!" or "I'm too old for this." Well. Come on down to Tickling Tony's to relive these unforgettable experiences. Tickling Tony's will give you the tickle of a lifetime. That sounds like a nightmare to me, but you know what? I support this, the sponsor. No, some some people like tickling. Some people like tickling. I hate it. I hate it. Nobody yeah, likes, I don't, I don't nobody like likes getting tickled. Sure. Nobody. So Tony's the only one that wins. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? We have to support him. We do. But he has the, that's because he has the urge to tickle. He probably he probably knows like I, I it's a twitch I, yeah, like I mentioned earlier like I, I really don't like being tickled but sure. I you know I've definitely tickled people in the last year of my yeah, life that's the opportunity right it's happened yeah. even though I know they're probably not enjoying it sure yeah, yeah I get that. we should reach out happens. to Tony and, and like ask him to re rework his that's like his branch model out a bit and be like yeah. how about you you have people your employees there they just sit there and then the customers come in and they pay you to tickle oh, them. Yeah. I like that one. Like better, better, better business model. You can be tickled, or you can. Tickle. Oh, you could oh. double charge. Why not? Goodness, do hey, we have his contact information? We do. Yeah, oh, sure, we do. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll yeah. have yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But, yeah. but for now, Google check it. out Tony's tickle. Tickling Tony's. Tickling Tony's. That's it. Yeah. Tickling Tony's. Great. Yep. Steve, okay. have you ever been tickled? Yes. <laughs> I have. I don't oh, guys that. Can I ever relate? <laughs> you, all, you always do, and it doesn't even like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's the sponsor. Back to Stephen, oh, obviously. Um, interesting fact about Stephen. One of the reasons I wanted wanted to have you on the podcast was because um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is such a big part of my life now. Yeah. And Steven is the one who got me into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. I, I was sitting at home like a sack of potatoes, and then I went to teacher's college, and uh, I, I started watching MMA because I like seeing people punch each other. That was cool. <laughs> Natural. And then so Steven and I, we met each other and hit it off on that. Mm-hmm. First and, uh, day stuff. Yeah. First oh. day hitting it off. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then he started telling me about doing Jiu-Jitsu and stuff, and yeah. it sounded cool. Yeah. And eventually I did it. I think after... After teacher's college, yeah, I after started. Program, you I just started in January. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think I, was, I don't know if that was our initial connection was MMA or jujitsu, but we definitely. I think we, it was very we, early. Was very early yeah. on, we sat beside each other. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, "Oh, where are you from? Ottawa, Ottawa." Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. you had like a long Jerry curl. 
That sounds like Keegan. I mean, that's what you have now. Probably so. gel on my hair. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it definitely was early on. But well, we started doing uh, during one of our one of our classes. Like we we had the interest, and then I was telling him I was training. But we had one of these uh, one of our classes in the in the teachers' college program uh, for physical education. We got to have a learning experience, and so the one that Keegan and I chose was to, to do something for each other. Keegan had been doing stand-up striking uh, the kickboxing martial arts, and he had that experience. Mm-hmm. And I had experience grappling and, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu in that element. And so we would we were just going to teach each other what we knew. Yeah. And we would get together. It was like once a week-ish. Yeah, so the assignment was you have to learn something new. Yeah. You have to learn a new skill or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, so Steve and I partnered up, and, we're, and I was like, I'd done some karate and some boxing. So I used some kind of like stand-up stuff, and Stephen did a lot of jiu-jitsu and grappling stuff. And we're like, oh, well, like, we'll just go to the martial art room at U Ottawa and teach each other back and forth. Did, did you have yeah. guys have mini competitions or anything? Because I, I'd like to know who would win. Yeah. And, and somebody who's who, who's experienced in boxing slash karate slash you know whatever else yeah. and, and and BJJ, I I'd just be curious right. because it's two different, very different skill sets. Imagine Keegan would punch me in the face, <laughs> or would you grab yeah. it? Oh, Maybe and, and, and I, I was just gonna say it would be definitely be the grappler because yeah. like like the boxing thing like the knockout power is more of like a chance thing like yeah. if you can do it yeah but the, like the like shooting for a takedown mm-hmm. and taking someone down is more of a surefire yeah. that makes sense if definitely. if you're shooting on someone they don't know that definitely and people, people just have a general inner experience of being grabbed I find yeah exactly I mean, even once a once you have I'd say even six months of training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu under your belt I'd say you're already leaps and bounds ahead of yeah. you know, the average person that doesn't experience that just because you're if a situation were to arise where you you know you were grabbed um, you know things like your heart rate might not rise as much your breathing might not change as much you might stay more relaxed in that mm-hmm. situation but um, because I find yeah like you mentioned grappling being more effective uh, because there's that chance of a knockout but if you grab onto somebody chances are you're going down to the ground yeah that exactly and uh, because, most yeah. people don't know what to do when they're down there. Yeah, because you you've seen someone be punched or throw a punch in a movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you get that's kind of in your realm mm-hmm. of like you know I think they telegraph it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And before before I started like doing any training, I always had this kind of if something happens, this is what I'll do. You know, mm-hmm. and like you know this tra- trajectory of a punch maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when someone like grabs both your legs, well, what do you do? Then you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a really what good this? point because <laughs> you're right in terms of if you're fighting and just planning on striking, you, mm-hmm. you're expecting yeah. a certain stance. Yeah, you know what yeah. could happen in this yeah. sphere. But you're throwing off the stance, what do you do? Exactly. That, that's a really good point. I, I had never considered that. Yeah. Huh. And funny you mentioned, I was watching... Uh, uh, some uh, some internet fight videos of uh, shout out world star hip hop awesome and, uh, obviously Love and, that. Uh, <laughs> no and yeah there's there's I mean this is completely off the grid uh, reference here but yeah there's just there's constant like fight videos where a guy will go on the ground and be like you know what are we doing you stand up it's like this isn't a fight like people don't I'm like well you're in a fight you're in a fight you don't get to say where it happens where it goes you're just you're just in the fight yeah you know if, the, if I want the fight to take place on the ground. That's where the fight's going to take place. Yeah, that's good. Right. Unless, unless you can prevent that from happening. Okay. But uh, but yeah, but back to back to but, that. Uh, really, I'm more a fan of the grappling, anyways. Right. Myself. Yeah. Me too. Now. Yeah. yeah sweet. But uh, so you you started. When did you start training? I started. I joined at the end of two. I tech. I mean, I technically I joined at the end of 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never got around to training because that was when the bus strike happened. Ah, yeah, OC Transpo bus strike, and so, <laughs> and it's and from my neighborhood, like the dirty south. 
all the way to this location in Carling, so in the West End, uh, didn't have a license at the time, so driving, no, a real issue. Uh, bus is not operating, another issue, so I couldn't train for the first couple wow. months. Uh, so I guess early, you know, once it was done, March, it was right. early 2009, Okay. Yeah. when I officially started, but I mean, my training hasn't been as uh, consistent mm-hmm. as I'd probably like to be. But yeah, a few years under my belt for okay. sure. Yeah. And, and that's the uh, Ottawa Academy of Martial Ottawa Arts. Ottawa Academy of Martial Arts. We should, yeah. I mean, O-A-M-A dot C-A, their yeah. website. We'll I definitely mean, plug it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, check it out. It's definitely, I mean, changed, changed my life in a lot of different ways. I mean, yeah. I'm sure yours as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just, and that's, a, I mean, that's a common thing. Like, everyone yeah. you talk to at the gym. That's, yeah, that's. Can you speak to some of the ways that sort of changed life? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Uh, one of, I mean, one of the reasons I was uh, at at the point in time that I joined, I was much heavier than I am now. I mean, I was uh, probably two two hundred and sixty five pounds. All right. Mm-hmm. And so carried it decently well. I mean, you wouldn't, you might not look like I weighed that much, but I was, I was had way too much weight on me. And so now I'm probably below two hundred, like one ninety, maybe. That's a lot of weight. And most, exactly, yeah, quite a bit. Huh. Yeah. Quite a bit. And most of it was within the. I would probably say the first year or two of joining joining this uh, martial arts academy. Just, um, uh, just almost being, I wouldn't say addicted to it, but just having this this excitement of going, showing up to, to class and the the camaraderie of the of the, of the martial arts gym atmosphere, and so it was uh, intoxicating. So I'm, I'm there all the time, and at that with uh, that weight that I was at, I was sweating profusely, and just you know the weight was just running away from me, and so um, and and through that it changes so many elements of your life. I mean, I could um, just confidence just in general uh, in Various aspects of your life, whether it's a social uh, uh, conversation or, or just you know walking into a to a gas station or going shopping and buying clothing and feeling different in clothing, it was a big change. Big Imagine. change. Mm-hmm. Sounds expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> buying gas, <laughs> buying clothes. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh, it adds up. Uh, it adds sense. up. But then you look in the mirror, yeah. and it's, it's okay. You're worth it. You're <laughs> worth it. Yeah. This is how we do it. What? Oh, what's that terrible? quote it's like um skinny looks better than hunger feels oh yeah nothing nothing tastes as good as how skinny looks yeah Uh, something's terrible (laughs) but it's oh my god it's terrible yeah it's oh it's brutal terrible expression okay so i'm i'm somebody who i've I've never dabbled in any martial arts okay but you know, from what you're telling me, I mean, it's it's a heck of a workout. First of all, second of all, it never hurts to have that training. Let's be honest. For sure. No, yeah. But 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 just out of curiosity, so hmm. talking to me, and I, I, Rob, have you ever taken any martial arts? I did wrestling. That's the closest to have. Okay. Well, I mean, at least you have. Yeah, so yeah, I have. Really I have nothing. I have. Back in the day when you know WWF was was popular in the nineties, yeah. right? I watched that. Oh, yeah. oh, you watched it? Okay. Watched, oh, that's it. That's it. I watched it. That's my that's my experience in 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 any kind the of Undertaker. Exactly. It's my like favorite. oh yeah, the lights. He was my favorite too. Yeah, the lights. So the show. talking to a guy who's just never done any of that. Like I've played basketball and other sports, but I've mm-hmm. never done that. What uh, what could you tell me in terms of the benefits of of you know why I should sort of look more into a martial arts? Okay, I mean, uh, one of one of the first things is uh, discipline. I find it, I guess maybe that's a classic response for you. You think martial arts, you think the dojo, you think uh, discipline. Yeah, sweep the leg. And, uh, 
But um, that was one of the things I noticed, especially in the youth that train at these martial arts gyms. They're very, they're they're uh, incredibly well behaved, incredibly respectful individuals, and uh, incredibly dedicated. And at such a young age, but it inst- it's easily to instill it in adults if they already don't have these qualities as well. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, but other, how 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 is it instilled? Because I, I do hear a lot about that. Yeah. that it's it's you know your your discipline when you go mm-hmm. there, but but how? Right. Well, well, part yeah. of it for for adults is that. You're, because we at our gym we have guys who are lawyers or they're like business owners but they go they go in and like and that doesn't and, matter and, yeah someone could yeah someone could choke them out yeah. like you know they're the yeah. top of their field yeah. but, but, but yeah, the, the guy who's teaching the class yeah. could just like snap exactly. their arm off if they so, wanted yeah. to you know? so it's very it's very like humbling in that yeah. aspect oh. yeah very that's, that's right. what I find one of the it almost I wouldn't say it erases the ego because I have instances every day where I feel yeah, my ego sure. is challenged but I find it helps eliminate some of the ego just because um, of the humbling experience mm-hmm. he had just said because knowing um, you really know how vulnerable your body can be yeah uh, when there's a 250 pound man uh, it made entirely of muscle on top of you and he knows exactly how to control you and your movements and you have no say in the matter yeah. but you feel just how vulnerable you can be and how humbling that experience is mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it just even that I find it it relates to other elements of my life where you know I've never been a violent person in my life but just, I think of elements of what if I was in a physical altercation would I want to even engage because you, you know the ramifications and right. even though even if you know how well, how how confident you feel in your training, there's the ramifications are. You know, you can hit your head on a sidewalk. There's there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that can happen. Yeah. Sure. But anyways, but back to um, uh, back to the yeah, back to that and explaining that. There's uh, he said like uh, um, this guy could be a, a lawyer in the in the real world, so maybe he's a black belt at that. But <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but in jujitsu, he's a blue belt. Right. And if that blue belt is going against a brown belt. Which is much more advanced. It's not going to matter who he is on the. It's not going to matter who you are yeah. on the outside. It matters, you know, the, the time you've put into the mat, the time you've mm-hmm. put into the craft. And so, and in jujitsu, I used an expression earlier to Keegan, calling it the. Sometimes you're the hammer, and sometimes you're the anvil. Meaning, you know, some, uh-huh. you're going to have your good days and your bad days in jujitsu. There's going to be days where you're going to go to the mat, and you're going to get, uh, you're going to be crushed every day. You're going to be submitted. People are going to advance positions on you. You're not going to be able to achieve anything, and you're going to feel a little bit down on yourself. But then you're also going to have the days where you achieve everything you want to achieve in every sparring session you have, and everything flows so great, and, and you, you leave class just feeling, you know, uh, on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but experiencing both ends, the good and the bad, I find helps uh, helps keep me dedicated to wanting to learn more because you want to you want to experience that good more than I experience the bad, um, and you I, and I want those those good spark those good sessions to happen more often than the bad ones happen. And, yeah. and I get like a men- yeah, you get an, almost a mentality where if I stay dedicated and I stay active and I stay true to the craft and and, and going as often as I can, that uh, maybe the good sessions will happen more than the bad. And that I've known what both experiences are like, I would rather have the good ones happen. Right. That's one way I feel, and I imagine that the kids feel that as well. They they train. I mean, they even train with some of the adults. But when they're training amongst them, their peers, I mean, they can feel themselves getting better or not, and they go, "Oh, you know, why am I not getting better?" You know, Adam. Well, you know, Adam's in class every day. You know, I skip every couple days. Um, you know that thing, and then that can provide some motivation. But um, I don't. Yeah. When you went to um, like. 
you did karate growing up. Was there more of a like the martial art had like a like a, almost like an hierarchy? Like obviously you have your master, your sensei, mm-hmm. and like you either bow to him or you refer to him as sensei. But there's yeah. also um, was it the same in when you grew up with like um, karate? Like the ranks, I find sometimes a, a higher belt rank than me. I will you know I won't talk to him like he's a saint, but you know. Um, yeah, look up to them. I mean, yeah. they, they've achieved greatness in this uh, martial art, and you need to look up to them in some re- in some respect, even though they are just your peer yeah. on other they're, levels. Yeah, they definitely is a hierarchy. Um, yeah, sure. I find. Arts. Yeah, like, even the way we line up, it's I don't know if it's it's almost. I guess we even saying it out loud almost sounds more like a military school. But when we line up at the end of the class, you're supposed to have the higher rank belt at one end, and it works its way all the way down to white belts. Oh, it's almost yeah. like a respect thing. Yeah, respect yeah. thing, and um, and that's why I never really had a problem with it. People always said. I've had people say it's just too, too, too being conformed and it's too strict and it's rigid, but I find, I find uh, the opposite. I mean, maybe it's well, they've earned it. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've earned it. They have they have the right to stand on the, that other end of the class, and uh, everyone can see can see them from there. Too. Yeah. Yes, the thing about conformity is it's not always bad if you're being conformed. Like obviously, it's bad if you're being conformed into this like stereotype almost yeah a bad <laughs> person or like uh an uncreate like you know like schools they always like say that or a criticism of the schooling system is oh we're just like conforming kids into this uncreative yep. blob of person this little cookie cutter model yeah. where they're all we're gonna put out these but if you're conforming someone into this like super disciplined respectful thing then maybe yeah. conformity isn't it's not the exactly. worst thing Exactly, you know, if it's happening with those right uh, elements, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, oh, we're, it's like, well, you're conforming these children into respectful, well-mannered, great children. <laughs> Wait a second, this sounds like a good idea. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, ultimately, yeah. I find, uh, may, I mean, obviously, I don't uh, see these kids uh, in their darkest of hours <laughs> and their, and their biggest of tantrums but I mean uh, the way they I find is the way they speak to adults in the gym like they're very uh, respectful because you know some children uh, speak to adults maybe a way they shouldn't mm-hmm. and uh, these kids seem to they know yeah. no I, I agree and I, and I think there's almost conformity in, in, in almost every sense I mean like I'm thinking of myself in, at work and just a very idea of, of an organizational design which is obviously crucial to an organization yeah, yeah. You have to conform within that system, within right. the classification yeah. system. So I am going to be below my boss, my boss is below her boss, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. There's got to be something, and it's a respect thing, and, and it's also like rewarding experience, rewarding hard work, and things of the sort. There, there has to be some level of you know system that that, that conformity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we go any further on the philosophy of martial arts, we should get to some. Uh, classic Ottawa segments. Yes, we should. Yeah, Amon, do you want to tell us about Classic Ottawa? Yeah, Classic Ottawa. Classic Ottawa is our news segment. It's uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's news around Ottawa. We we don't we don't generally delve too deep into things outside of Ottawa, but yeah, it's just an update on what's going on around Ottawa in the news sector. Can you describe it in one more way? Classic. <laughs> it's just classic. Yeah. I realized that I was just repeating the same thing over and yeah. over, and I was like, "That's fine." It's called doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> In case you didn't understand the first time. Uh, so starting off, um, oh yeah, and this is relatively new this year. Uh, so there's there are residents in Glebe that are upset with the shuttle service provided by the Ottawa Red Blacks. Hot topic. Hot topic, and and topical even. Very. Uh, residents of Lakeview Avenue uh, are protesting the increased traffic on their street, and this is what they're doing. They're walking slowly across the street to try to impede buses. 
Resident associations say that while there are only nine home games during which these shuttles will operate, all it takes is one serious incident to prove that these buses are dangerous. You know what else is dangerous? Walking slowly across the street in front of buses. <laughs> Come on. That's, uh... Prove a point all you will, but... Uh... People have come off these buses and tried to reason with them to be yeah, like, listen, so. that like thousands or tens of thousands of jobs are created by the Ottawa Fury and, yeah. and yeah. Red Blocks. Red Blocks. Oh, goodness. Maybe not tens of thousands. But it's a little bit pretentious to say a large that, number. A large that number. their street is more important than someone. Because like, they're, like, they're, they're not processing to say no shuttles. They're saying no. not our street. Yeah. You know? yeah. So where else are they but, you know, I mean, supposed to go? I looked at the map and it, it makes sense. It, like it, Just in terms of between, what is it, Queen Elizabeth or whatever it was yeah. and Bronson. Does it, 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 it get onto sense. Bank Street? Is that the... It, 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 it uh it goes on to Bronson and I think it turns beyond that or right. something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. So so this is just between whatever the parkway is, whatever they were using, mm-hmm. and Bronson. It's just taking them. It's this short stretch and that's yeah. it. But what's the big deal? And nine yeah. times a year? Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. They have very few home games. And and that's I mean, the thing. And, and even in this building, like where I live right now, mm-hmm. is you know, they're they're doing some construction on Gladstone. And they have to reroute buses to go down McLeod. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to stand in front of an OC transfer yeah. bus to be like, "You shall not pass." <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, so that's. So what are these people like? I, I don't understand what the protest is. If they have time to walk slowly in front of buses, I'm assuming this is all night. Like the buses come pretty often. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I just, forget how many, but there, there are a large number of buses. Yeah. Just going back and there, forth. There are twelve thousand people that go to these games. Uh, if it's that capacity, yeah. and many of them yeah. are by bus. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it makes uh, sense. So yeah, like, maybe the, the your ticket is, is a bus ticket. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't that what else is going on? Oh, in other transit news, not so much school buses or, or shuttles. Um, OC Transport Management—they're continuing their search to hire a chief safety officer to oversee every facet of customer and employee safety plus to ensure regulatory compliance. Insiders told Ottawa, we have some insiders now, we're that big a deal. (laughs) Insiders told Ottawa that the goal of this position is to educate bus drivers on how not to be terrible. (laughs) How not to be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Audible there near the end. What's that? You changed the... uh... I, I did. Oh, I like the other I, one. I, I like the other one. Can we talk about that one? No, I don't think Here's so. Here's a little turn there. But, Let's uh, continue. Yeah, bus drivers are terrible in general, right? Uh, yeah. My oh, general. shoot. Steven plays with bus drivers. Oh, hockey, I don't like hockey a little bit. Yeah, my, my dad yeah. plays in the league with... We're not saying... Oh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. They, they know bad they're bus drivers. Bad. <laughs> no, bad human beings. <laughs> bad drivers. I mean, there was that one who was... Uh, or a couple that were singing Christmas carols until they, yeah. they were told not to. <laughs> OC transport don't work there. Uh, finally, <laughs> finally, a 32-year-old Ottawa man has been charged in connection with three holdups in a Glebe over the past two months. He's been charged with three counts of robbery, three counts of wearing a disguise, and three counts of possession with a weapon in commission of an offense. Which raises the question, since when has it been illegal to wear a disguise? <laughs> Since now, just, like, a, what happens on Halloween? <laughs> the OPB oh, has their like blitz campaign. Yeah, it. Are, are we all guilty <laughs> that one day? Of the year? Apparently, plus any other day that Rob dresses up. Yep. What? Uh, <laughs> any day that ends in Y? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, 
Steven, you also had a, a new piece of, uh, of news. I called you Steven. We agreed to yeah, call you Steve. Steve. Um, Steve. So this is, the, this is the portion where I walk out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> flip a table and walk out. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, on, on, my, on my way over here, driving one of Ottawa's greatest roads, Bronson. Ha! Yes. Bronson. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, uh, the music uh, DJ decided to drop... Very big knowledge uh, on me, and that was that uh, there was a body found uh, behind the Supreme Court of Canada building. A body found. A body, a deceased member of our society. Okay. Do, yeah. do we know anything Court. about this? Do we know how long it's been? She there? didn't really give any details. Actually, well, the details she did give was that it's been there for a long time. I don't know what that means. Weeks? Days? I, it's hours? Like, it's all relative, right? Uh, yeah, I Are mean... Are talking decades? Yeah, I mean, I, su- <laughs> it, I suppose it would have been, like, they found a skeleton if it was a few decades old, but yeah. she said body, so... You, so I'd like to think it's not decomposed. Yeah. By the time everyone listens to this, people will know, right. but details that they have here, it's been no more than a week... Okay. Okay. Well, so, I guess I guess it's a long time. Yeah, they say like, well, that body's been there for four days. Well, that's been there for a long time. You know? If there was a body on my balcony and I didn't notice in five for days, four, yeah, then... five, four days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already forgot the number. Yeah, yeah I was thinking a week, and uh, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, can anyone come up with a, a classic Ottawa joke for that on the spot? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anything that's going to my mind is, is inappropriate right now. Yeah. But I was thinking of recent cases in this rear court, and I'm like, no, this is, let's just stop. Okay. <laughs> supposed to feel safe there. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it is kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, especially because it's, it's pretty, I mean, people frequent that area. I mean, maybe not directly behind, but. Yeah. Like, I mean, even often. tourists as well, right? Well, tourists, first of all, but second of all, I mean, I, I work in that general area, okay. and a lot of people are out there. Uh, you know, playing soccer on the lawn mm-hmm. or going for runs, I think, behind uh, yeah. at lunchtime. So, yeah, it'd be tough. Wow. But, um... Today's that. Well, I guess also, today, well, today's Tuesday. So, today's uh, Tuesday. Today is, in fact, Tuesday, folks. Um, well, it's been there for a little less than a week, but maybe it's just a long week. Maybe it's, you know, happened a little Friday night altercation. Right, yeah. yeah. It's been yeah, there. Nobody like worked Tuesday. on Monday there, that I could suppose. Be that could maybe be they it. did, maybe they didn't. I don't think they did. We're sleuthing. On the podcast, anyway, we're gonna crack this case. <laughs> crime stoppers. So if we were to take up crime, the time to do it is the Friday before a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. I'm not encouraging people to kill people. I'm just saying if we were to do any kind of crime, yeah, and if you do sure, it next year, we'll be weekend. on the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yes. Sorry. No, you. Oh, you know that that closes up the segment. Okay. Let's see it's back to you. Back to me. Well, where are we? We were still. We were still in the martial arts realm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're talking about discipline. We're discipline. talking about respect, and uh, so you've been doing it for a few years. And um, we talked a bit about the um, how how it helped you get in shape, and you were saying you shape. lost some weight. Um, yeah. do, do you know, or could you talk about what you did specifically, um, maybe diet wise or training wise? Well, that yeah, that's a good point because. Um, just even the few, I think my very first week of training jujitsu, no joke, I lost uh, 10 pounds just on the, like, I, weigh, I remember weighing myself 265 before I went to the first class, and at the end of the week, after having gone, I think, maybe four times in that week, I was 255, so 10 pounds that went, I was like, right. wow, this is amazing, like, I could just, the progress, yeah, the, just just even the, the numerical value of the, pro, of the progress I made was just good to see, and so, um, but still also realizing that I was, you know, 
too much weight for my frame and, and the way I felt on the mat, the way you feel during training, knowing that uh, um, there's other ways to lose the weight as well. And also I found once I, uh, being as big as I was, the weight was coming off very quickly early on and then it, it slowed down. It's, the progress slowed down on how much weight I would, I would lose uh, week by week to week, you know. Um, I think that's pretty common too. Very common. So once that happened, that's when, and I still wasn't, you know, even really looking the way I wanted to look, I noticed, I started doing the, the change in the diet. Ah. And so, and not so much as a, like changing in a diet, like I had a diet, more like diet as in what I eat, not more like a program. Yeah, my, sure. you know that in that sense, um, because yeah. I mean I'm not there's, a there's fan of the ideas of diets. Like you're on, you're off. Like that it's gonna be a lifestyle change more than yeah, anything. And, and that's usually what it is. But yeah. there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, there's sometimes being like, okay, I'm gonna introduce more of a regimented routine, yeah. and then sometimes it's like I'm gonna eliminate certain things mm-hmm. too. Did you take a certain approach? It, I would say a combination of both because there was there was definitely things I needed to eliminate uh, right away. Uh, soda pop. Yeah, be eliminated. That's a big one. A big one. Um, I want to say eliminated fast food, but I didn't because I mean I, I I eliminated the frequency in which I have it, or if I do have fast food, it'll be like a shawarma or like a burrito. That barely right. counts. Yeah, barely. <laughs> it's 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 basically basically clean eating. Yeah. But uh, and so the frequency of that, I mean, I I used to you know, eat uh, unhealthy, and so that was taking those things out, uh, snack foods. And then yeah, in, in introducing a regimen, like a way of uh, of sticking, of having a plan and sticking to it, and so that that say one of the things I did was to stick to my three meals, and uh, any snacking that's done in between is, is healthy, is, is whole food healthy snacking, you know, nuts and, and fruits. Okay. Um, and that was just one. That was what I did. I and oh, sorry. One last thing was eating at night. Uh, so I was gonna ask, yeah, is there okay. a certain time that you decide you're not gonna eat after? Yeah, I mean, in the in a perfect day, in a perfect day, I want to say if I'm gonna be up till eleven, I want to say maybe eight eight thirty, I'm done eating. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you know if it's a week weekend or something like that, you're gonna, you know, if you know you're gonna be up later, you know I'll you know I'll eat something later. It's it's more um, the proximity of when I sleep. I want to. That's it. I want to you know I don't want to eat something even if it's heavy or not, and then immediately lie down. Yep. Yeah, and right. just let it just sit there in my body and okay. absorb. And, mm-hmm. So so that was a, a change, and yeah, just eating better, eating foods I can pronounce, things like that. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I don't know. eat a lot of trying to eat whole food. I mean, the best of my ability, you know, trying to eat, trying to eat less processed things like that. Yeah, no, that's cool. awesome. Um, yeah, and so that that those are the changes, and combined with uh, the martial arts, I mean, just feel a lot better, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy yeah, healthy sure. life. For I sure. mean, uh, because yeah, the, the, I don't know if you get that feeling after. Or maybe even any exerciser. Do you go to the gym at all? Or yeah. like, yeah, like I don't know, get that endorphin rush after a, oh, a yeah. good workout. Yeah, and, um, yeah it's like you walk out there. You know, someone could someone could uh, bring me any question. It's not going to bother me. Yeah. It's not going to bother me. <laughs> Steve, uh, can I get a ride? Yeah, sure. Hop in. I live in Canada. Hop on in. Yeah. We're going to we're going to Canada. Time to hang out. We're going to Canada. <laughs> you know, where it's you know, if someone asked me that, where you know it's ten in the morning, I didn't have my coffee yet, and uh, I'm at work, and it's like, Steve, uh, could you give me a ride? No, man, you know, I react differently. Yeah, for sure. But it's uh, yeah, I love, I love that. Yeah. 
post-exercise feeling. That glow, yeah. Yeah, yeah the glow. The glow. Yeah. It's, it's very real. Yeah. Well, uh, we're coming up on an hour here. Oh we have goodness. to uh, Crazy and fast end it. We turn into a pumpkin, I've as your friend to Joe Rogan <laughs> Turn into a pumpkin. No. We, didn't, uh, we didn't drop nearly enough F-bombs for Mr. <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> yeah, that's it, eh? But uh, we, we, we're going to end this one on a speed round. Oh, this is where we yes. ask you okay. some a series of high-speed questions. Oh, you answer as many of them as you can in a certain amount of time. Yeah. I'm killing time so we can think of questions and Rob can have the timer going as well. <laughs> you How much more time do you need to kill? Oh, I was going to say. Rob's ready. It takes, it takes me forever. If I have to time something, like I, it takes me like get to that, that two minutes to get into it. Yeah. The clock app. Okay. Oh, for your uh, so we'll go clockwise. I'll start. Sure. You guys ready to go? Yep. Two minutes on the clock and yep. go. What's your favorite restaurant in Ottawa? Uh, Chu Shin on Somerset. Chinese food. Really great. Yes. What is your favorite type of food? <sighs> Korean. Yes. When you tell people that you're in BJJ, how many people out of 10 would giggle? Um, most, if it's female, 100%. Male, 40%. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the, to you, what would the scariest job be? Uh, a underwater welder. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, someone, someone I worked yeah. with recently told me they were they were going to they were they were doing training and become an underwater welder. And I thought I that's, do not want to be doing that ever. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you could be doing anything as a job, what would you choose first? Choose first, I would be a high school guidance counselor if I could choose all over again. because oh. they they impact on my life. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, who's your favorite superhero? Um, I'm gonna go with. Batman, because he doesn't have a lot of natural, supernatural abilities. He's, he's, he's operating a lot on equipment and his own wit. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like it. Okay. You can have one dessert for the rest of your life. What is it? Um, going to go with uh, butter tart. Yes. Oh, nice. oh, man. Yeah. This question is a two-parter. Do you First of all, do you like ice cream? Yes. Is there a flavor of ice cream? Like, what's your least favorite? If someone offered you ice cream, you'd be like, no, I don't really want that flavor. Mm, uh, something to do with pecan. Uh, no, no. Uh, Neapolitan sometimes. I might, I might, oh, dec- yeah. I might decline sorry. Neapolitan. I might decline it. It's usually yeah. bad quality. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Uh, if you had a choice to uh, leave your shirt on for the rest of your life or pop your shirt off for the rest of your life, what would you do? Leave it on. Leave it on because I feel Absolutely. like you can look good. You can look good in a lot of shirts. You can look good in a lot of shirts. Okay. More variety. Right, one shirt. One shirt. Oh, one shirt. Yeah. Change it up. That's time. But yeah, it's good. You can't just walk around with no shirt for the rest of your life. I'm just no, saying. I have to be homeless. I would definitely go no Southern, shirt. Yeah, live in Southern California. That's it. Yeah. No shirt. Never. Move to San Diego. You wouldn't get service. No. They might have to change the rules for you. I <laughs> saw. Yeah, I made this crazy wish. <laughs> you understand. Uh, Steve, it's been really great having you on the podcast. Yeah. I think we all learned a lot. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah. That, that flew by. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really did. It's crazy. When the words go, they go. Yeah. Well, they go. Uh, we like to end the podcast with our guest saying, out of what? Oh, yeah? In any way they like. Yeah. We drag out the okay. A sometimes. Sometimes it's short. You can yeah. make a voice. You can do whatever. Okay. But While we'll... you think about it, okay. we'd like to plug uh, yeah. future guests. 
so our next one, I, I think what we'll do is we'll probably just do almost like a, a, a retrospect or an introspect, I guess, of yeah. uh, just the three hosts, and we'll just take a look at ourselves. We're not going to interview anybody. And, and yeah, no. You recap, yeah. we'll talk about Ottawa. That's it. That's it. And then, yeah, just sort of hang out. Uh, after that, though, I think we're looking at potentially having Damien Brooms on. Yeah. So, Ooh, that's it. Finally. That's it. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy, right? He's got yeah. smooth uh, skin. Smooth skin. <laughs> smooth skin. Smooth, <laughs> smooth Damien. And, uh, and a, a plethora of other interesting people. Yeah, we, we have a list. We just haven't figured out the order yeah, yet. exactly. But, uh, but no, I mean, a lot of interesting guests. And we've been pretty lucky so far. It's, this is our 12th week now. Yeah, and and so far it's been pretty interesting. Yeah. So with that, awesome. I hope I've, I've, I've bought enough time for you there, uh, Steve. For sure, for sure. Okay. I'm ready, so I can I can just go uh, on my own count. You take uh, unless it you have something you want to plug. Oh yeah, you want to plug anything? Uh, for myself, uh, I mean, not 100. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. Twitter? What's your Twitter? Real Hello. Steve Ruth. Real nice. Steve. No capitals. Well, I mean, you know, the the fake. yeah. There's there's a lot of imposters out there. They want my lifestyle. They can't have it. Yeah. Is it is uh, it a verified account? I'm working on getting that checked. Uh, the wheels are in motion. Good stuff. The hamster's on the wheel. Things are happening. Uh, not, not quite. Ottawa yeah. Academy of Martial Arts for sure. Yeah, Check for it out. sure. Though, oh my goodness. Yeah, O A M A dot C A. Check out the website. Um, okay. Yeah, you're going for a free class. Message Keegan, message myself. Come on in with us. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool. All right, well, take it away, Steve. On a what? <laughs>